man, that wasn't the plan God had for me. And I was telling myself that this was the person I had to be with, but it wouldn't have been a good match. Yeah. And that's where I'm saying, yeah, because obviously (laughs) I'm biased. (laughs) We're here. Hello and welcome to the Cashmere Couple. We are your hosts, Elizabeth and Joshua. You're experts at being single and marrying later in life. In this podcast, we will discuss singlehood, marriage, and living a godly lifestyle. Grab your morning beverage and let's get started. Yeah, baby. (laughs) And we're excited to talk about uh, a specific topic today. What is that topic, Elizabeth? Well, it is about the one. Finding the one. Specifically finding the one. Yes. So we think we have a little bit of insight on this. We've been jaded about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's been refreshing to see the church more recently. Uh, There are other podcasts out there, I believe. And different uh, sermons that talk about this. Yeah. So what is that? uh, The church that we we recently listened to, you want to? Or what? Yeah. Well, Dating from the Heart, I believe, is one of the podcasts that I've listened to in the past. Mm -hmm. And also John and Lisa Brevere have good conversations about this. There are many others. Yes. But I've been refreshed to see the church starting to speak about this and the influence of social media, the influence of Hollywood, the influence of pop culture regarding the one. Uh, Well, so let's let's talk about that. The influence of media, of pop culture, of classical literature, because this is not a recent thing about the one. I mean, we look at stories like Tristan and Isolde and Romeo and Juliet, which is more well known, or uh, Lancelot and Guinevere, these these star-crossed lovers that can't uh, seem to get together or something that's a little bit not as dramatic, anything written by Jane Eyre. And I'm talking mostly to the women um, listeners because they tend to read these romance novels. And we would end up being, we would idolize this idea of this romance that will conquer all things and could be so tragic at the same time. And for some reason, we wanted something like that. We wanted an mm. earth shaking romance and thinking that the one is part of it, I guess. Yeah. Well, emotion is a powerful thing. And I think that's one of the things that we looked at together when we started dating is because of the fact we've had such experience with emotion and lack thereof. Mm-hmm. We've, we've both had a very similar story in, in many ways different too, but a very similar story. The, amount of time we've had that we've been single has been very, very long. A lot of people spend, I've met a lot of my friends who, uh, I know a lot of my friends, they tend to be chronically, uh, entangled. (laughs) Quantum entanglement. So entangled, meaning they have relationship after relationship after Mm. relationship. They don't really spend a a time being single Mm -hmm. and uh, they think that they're single for a long time, but they might have a period of three years, but that is like the one gap in their life. And outside of that, they're in a relationship or jumping onto another relationship or in a long-term relationship. And then you have the complete opposite of someone who does not go into any relationships that they are very intent on i'm not even going to attempt to date anyone because i am trying to find unless they are the one Mm. and they don't even give anyone chances and Mm. i've 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 been like that at a period and also i've known many people who who either they're afraid to date or they have this completely 
I don't know. I want to say idyllic view of how they're going to meet their mm-hmm. future spouse. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I experienced in my life uh, with regards to finding the one mm-hmm. is I was younger and passionate for Jesus, reading through the whole Bible, baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, watching miracles happen, passionate for the things of the Lord. And I found this woman, uh, this girl at the time, we would have been younger, who was writing me letters and always quoting scripture and the most godly woman I knew. And I even kept it a secret for three years because I didn't want the devil to know and to use it against me. Like I was I, super, super, super I- idyllic with, uh, yeah. I had a, a strong very sense of like wanting to make sure it was right. Yeah. And uh, I didn't tell anyone. And then when I did tell someone, they said, well, uh, you know, she's Mexican, you're white. She doesn't want to marry a gringo. She wants mm-hmm. to, you know, you're outsider. Uh, you're, you're not to be considered, but we pursued each other and it was very much so that Romeo and Juliet. Yes. And we had a very tragic breakup where, uh, I was trying to work things out and I was very hard headed, but very, uh, set on working every single situation out. And then she said she didn't want to, and she didn't even care enough to work things out with me, even if we could. And that to me was tragic and it led to very sad uh, separation. And I was in a very bad emotional state to a point of wanting to end my life even because Mm -hmm. I, I thought of our future together. And if I identified with her being a part of me and our future together, it was my future. So it was my future going. And we know a lot about vision and where there is no vision my people perish and i had this uh very crazy situation happen where i was actually in argentina okay. on a missions trip and this was uh you know obviously i was much younger but i had this situation happen where she said these words or she didn't want to work on things we're having another fight because we're both young and passionate and mm-hmm. I jumped out onto a balcony and was hanging over the edge. It was very emotionally charged. Yeah. And I was saying, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. And I was talked down by two amazing people, uh, uh, pastor's son, Josh and John Mark, uh, both amazing people that were listening to the Lord's voice. And I had these sad, emotional, even, uh, demonic types of things come in where Mm -hmm. they you know, you're no good, you're stupid, you're ugly, you have no future, you're nothing, see nobody wants you. All these demonic things that come over into your mind and you have to rebuke them out. And that we could get into in a later episode, but specifically regarding the relationship Mm -hmm. is if things won't work out in this situation where I had the one, okay, now what? Exactly. Now will I never have the one? You know, if the one was the one, then there is no one that one is gone. So there's no longer an option. Yes. So if there is such a thing as the one, then what do you do when that is gone? Do you, are you just single forever? Well, maybe there isn't such a thing as the one. Or you think that, well, then who I'm going to be with after, because they're not the one, it in a sense won't be as great or Mm -hmm. you will be miserable with that person or they will be miserable with you. And you make all these excuses thinking that you will not have a good life or marriage with anyone else but this quote-unquote one person yeah yeah Yeah, so well okay so we know pop culture 
talks about the one. Yeah. But biblically, yeah. What is is there something about the one in the Bible, or yeah. where does that come from in the yeah, church? Yeah. So I actually wanted to speak a little bit about this. I have my phone handy here, and I took a little bit of notes regarding our. Uh, podcast we're going to do today and there are two examples in scripture and i wrote them down just so i wouldn't Mm -hmm. blank out while we're speaking here but these are ones that i've spoken to throughout the years as i consider this idea of the one and there are only two examples that really come to mind and the first one is for the uh patriarch uh isaac Mm -hmm. and so isaac is looking for well it's really abraham looking for uh, wife for his son Isaac yes and he sends his servant out and says hey could you find my son a good wife mm-hmm. do not let him go to these people and get married he needs to go back to these people who are going to be honoring to God we want to make sure that this is something that's presentable and honoring in the eyes of God he's the one who called me out here in this place please don't let him just go and marry anyone mm-hmm. he has to marry one of these these people that is going to honor me and, and set us into a, a good trajectory for the future. Cause he's, he's thinking about, you know, the promises that God spoke to him yes. of numerous as the sand on the seashore. Your people are going to live on for generation mm-hmm. and generation. So that is one of the things that he's looking at. And then he speaks to his servant and uh, his servant goes out. Mm-hmm. I think you probably remember the story. Do you want to share? A little I'm, bit? I'm not really good at rehashing the story as you are. I think you do a better job But the idea. I'm, I'm more like clip notes. <laughs> So basically, the servant prays that the Lord gives a specific person, and Mm -hmm. this specific person did exactly as he prayed, and so it was like, this is the one. I I am clip notes. (laughs) So he asked, uh, hey, God, if it, you know, please let this person be the one if they offer to provide water for not just me, but for my camels as well. And uh, and then this this beautiful woman came down. I'm imagining she was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And she offered not only for him but for the camels and then he was he went back and he said hey to tell you the truth i'm looking for a wife for my servant and i have this gold i have all these sheep i have all this gifts all these gifts please accept this you would be i i actually prayed to the lord tell you the truth Mm -hmm. I, i prayed to the lord and and i asked him for provision for quote unquote the one and you fulfill that uh, criteria. So I think this is also, if you, if you think about it, so she went and did above and beyond. So mm-hmm. she answered his prayer, but he did also ask her if she would come with him. Yeah. So sure. it's also her and her family's end of responding to that prayer. Cause they could have said, no, you're crazy. We're not coming. We're not giving you our daughter. I don't, I don't believe mm-hmm. in what you're saying. And that's, that's that we probably wouldn't have had the story and we wouldn't have, you know, read this or we would have read this in the Bible because, you know, probably. So it, it does also make a difference of when we pray for someone, when we pray about someone, it's not kind of, and we'll go into this in my story more so later on. Um, it's a two end deal. You have to respond, you know, God doesn't force anyone to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a a heart's response. Is this person going to respond to the call of that God has put on their life? And Rebecca did. So she yeah. responded and she was able to have the blessing. However, and we did mention this, 
when you look later on, because yes, this is the example that a lot of Christians use about the one is the, the Rebecca and Isaac story. Later on in life, Rebecca wasn't that great. I mean, she dis in my opinion, I feel like she dishonored her husband by deceiving him. Yeah. And I, that was always an issue in my mind, even when I was younger thinking, so this is the one and yet she's still not on your side in mm. a sense. She, they still have their own separate agendas. They have yeah. their favorite like children. Two separate people. Yeah. They have their the two, two different becoming teams. One didn't really yeah. separate. It really kept separate in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so in my opinion, that example, the one, quote unquote, the one, wasn't idyllic. You know, it wasn't very mm. ideal. And then you yeah. have another example of the one that isn't yeah. very so, ideal either. Yeah. So the other example is Hosea. And for those who are Bible scholars, they know the story of Hosea. For those who maybe are not as uh, well adjusted, who are not as well versed with, huh, versed, versed in the Bible, get it, huh, pun. Uh, the story of Hosea was God telling him to marry this woman. And uh, who is this woman? Do you remember? What, wasn't she like a prostitute? Yeah, so <laughs> this woman is a prostitute and she literally leaves him and prostitutes herself. And the Lord instructs Hosea to go and purchase her back and to take her again as his wife. But he was telling a specific story. He was telling yes. a story of the people of Israel, uh, an illustration. his people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this happens for Christians who've been grafted in to that, uh, to that tree, to that root, who is Christ uh, coming to not only just the Jewish people, mm -hmm. but also outside into all of us, all peoples. But the reality is the one in this situation <laughs> is not as romantic as we might like it to be. But to validate everybody for the earlier story, I do believe there are examples of the one. I don't want to mm -hmm. uh, discard them and I don't want to devalue them. I do think there are instances where God does speak and does reveal and does open doors that no man can shut. And sometimes we can shut them if we are foolish. I believe there is such a thing as free, free will. Yes. But there is like one story in the Bible of the one working out in a good way. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Bible has 66 books of which we consider canon. And there are, you know, thousands of chapters. And, uh, and so we are looking at what is realistically a very small percentage of what the whole context of scripture is and we're isolating it and that's a lot of times what hollywood does too mm -hmm. yeah i think i th i think that that might be a, a good segue into into hollywood well i mean perhaps a hollywood i was actually even thinking what do what happens when we create the one because there are moments when in our minds yeah we do create someone and we, we see someone and we believe them to be the one and oh. there's actually a nice biblical example of that of what, Samson, what and, that? Samson oh. and Delilah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I do remember that story now. You want to say now it? Now you say it. Well, I mean, I think I mean, you might be onto something there yeah. if you'd like to share. I mean, just the idea that he basically said he, Samson was a man of God. Yeah. He was blessed by God. He had supernatural strength. Yeah. And he chose a heathen woman mm. to, he, he says she's the one. He's the, she's the one I want. Mm -hmm. So he chose her to be the one. Yeah. He was instructed not to marry a woman of, of this uh, origin. And God didn't do that on accident either. I think a lot of times we uh, can be very critical mm -hmm. of the Old Testament and very critical of God 
in his nature of saying what he said and thinking that we know better Mm -hmm. in our modern revelation of society. But there was a reason. And you look at the story of Samson and what Delilah did to him. Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah. So he was very set and he made in his mind the one. And uh, I think that there was some story, some kind of relation to you and your story. So my in my background growing up, I didn't really date what I was here in the States. And it I didn't start dating until I was in Romania because people interact differently there. If they like you, they will pursue you. They will say something that they like you and they want to date you. So it was easier comparatively here in the States. And we can talk about that in other yeah, episodes. That sounds like and good more, content to, to and unpack. More detail, yeah. yeah. But I was in a relationship with someone who was Christian but did not follow the Lord. So I would say we were unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, in my mind, I thought he, you know, God put him in my life in a sense for me to save him, which is not okay. But being young and naive and very much romantic in my mind, I thought that's what God, mm-hmm. why we were meant to meet together. Why was it that we were supposed to meet at this time? And why we had this connection with this, you know, great, huge background and differences that we have and believing that this guy was the one for me. And even having people say prophetic words for encouraging me to stay wow. on with wow, this that's person. Really interesting. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. And that's, and that's why even later on, I, I became a little bit jaded about the prophetic, the prophetic because yeah. of my past experience. And this is something that of course we will definitely discuss later on, mm-hmm. but it was very much a, I, I believe it was a thing of, I believe this person is the one as much as, and the, initially it was very, I think it came from a good heart and a good place because I wanted this person to be truly saved, mm-hmm. truly repentant. But if that person did not desire to seek the Lord, I cannot save him. You cannot save her. Yeah. This person needs to seek out God mm-hmm. first and foremost for themselves before. And, and people warned me, my whole family were keep telling me, but I, I didn't want to listen. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't listen to anyone. And that was out of my own stubbornness and, you know, kind of, oh, well, you don't know what the Lord has told me, pride. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was very much a, a learning situation. Um, it was painful, but I am grateful for what I went through and that because I, it it was a fire that refined me to be who I am today. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that that's uh, that's a really interesting story to hear. I think for me, going back to what you were saying earlier about uh, the one and in our mind, the one as well is, you know, obviously I had my earlier story of when I was younger, but even further on when I should have been more mature, I mean, you continue to mature. That's one of the things that we find as we get older. And the beautiful thing about aging Mm -hmm. is if you're open to it, you do mature. But there was another person who I was considering being with and she was really passionate for Jesus. Kind of a similar story, I suppose. Uh, Very passionate for Jesus, but at this point in time, I was able to hear the Lord's voice and it was one of the things that I pressed into uh, until I heard the Lord's voice, I would seek him, even if it took hours. And it's it's an interest, that's a whole other topic as well for another another podcast, another day. Uh, The beautiful, Uh, pursuit of the Lord but 
there was this woman and she was really passionate for Jesus and she was sharing all these testimonies of uh, miraculously healing, uh, healing people and the Lord using her and being uh, caught up in the spirit and all of these amazing things. And she was really cool and uh, passionate person and, you know, a little bit younger than me, but relatively close in age, not an inappropriate gap, but mm-hmm. uh, very uh, energetic, very um, alive and I really, really, really liked her and so much so that I became infatuated Mm -hmm. and I couldn't go to sleep. I would think about her and just my heart would beat and my heart would beat and my heart would beat and I just couldn't go to, I couldn't go to sleep and I would think about her and I was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And I like, I love her. And then it was that like very strong, like she's, you know, we're meant to be Mm -hmm. like, there's, you know, we just click, everything's amazing. And I prayed about pursuing her and I felt the Lord speak to me about this and I realized that one, we were going to go onto our separate paths and the Lord showed me that we were going to go along our own ways and we're going to have to conquer our own giants. And then I said, okay, Lord, but you know, I need to know why we can't be together. Mm -hmm. And he showed me that we had to specifically conquer our own giants in our own lives that we both had our own trials Mm -hmm. and our own maturation our own maturing process that had to happen Mm -hmm. and then even later on years later there was another opportunity i had to pursue her and i had to pray about it again and the lord showed me that i was uh, obsessed with the walk that she had with christ Mm. and i wanted that okay and the desire i had for her was that desire for relationship with the Lord and I idolized it. Okay. And I, after that, it was like kind of like a yoke came Mm -hmm. off of me. Yeah. And it was an eye opening thing. And it's one of those things where it's something you can't think it's something you can't know unless you hear from God. And those are my favorite things because there are things outside of yourself. You can't make it up on your own. Yeah. You can't discover it. Often, I mean, maybe some people could say I could have found it out, but to be having that revealed to me by the Lord, I realized that I was building this case for being with her. And mm-hmm. I had even talked myself down to, well, I can just support her and I can elevate her into the limelight and I'll be behind the scenes and she'll be doing great things for God. And vicariously through her, I'll be doing great things for God. And that wasn't the plan God had for me. And I was telling myself that this was the person I had to be with, but it wouldn't have been a good match. Yeah. And that's where... I'm saying yeah, because obviously <laughs> I'm biased. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> but that is where we step in. Yeah. And we really found that both of us had been emotional in the past. Yes. Uh, maybe myself even more so than you. Uh, I would say... So in my situation, I was emotional with one specific person. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I've liked... Um, different people beforehand for him with that person it was kind of like my first love situation and then after I would go on dates I've dated many people but it was I didn't have that emotional connection so yeah I would say that yeah one of the things that I think of when we're talking about this is the five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman Mm -hmm. fantastic book highly recommend but he speaks about infatuation and there's this period of time usually a year to a year and a half or so if I remember correctly it's been many years since I read the book but he speaks about how this infatuation process can feel like love Mm 
And there's neg- there's pros and cons to that. And I'm not sure if it's his book or another that I've read where there is that process that God uses to allow us to dive deeper into relationships. So therefore we don't overthink it and leave every single person. So you, you jump into it quickly. However, there's also a lot of people that recommend, speaking of Heart of Dating podcasts, that recommend about two years of dating before you commit to someone. And that's one of the things that people were telling me oh, when you and I were like, like random dating, like no, other no, no, people? two or years of dating that, that specific oh, person, yeah, that because then you really, <laughs> because then you really get to see who a person is. And that's what a few people were warning me before I decided to so ask how you. How long did we date? Uh, like uh, October, November, December, January. Yeah. yeah, a little less than three months. Yeah. Uh, but for you, it was we were different. We were different, and, and we the, did proceed like it was a different procedure how we we started. Yes, as well. exactly. So one of the things we did is we didn't let infatuation happen, yes. and there is there is a process of which you can allow infatuation to continue to have a positive feedback loop, mm-hmm. and continue to spiral out of uh, control. And you can do things by hiding, by deception, by excitement of feeling like you're doing something wrong. All of these things can increase the the infatuation period i've noticed this for certain people that i know in my life where they continue to say they're in love but they fight all the time with the mm-hmm. person they don't actually have a good match with them they're just not able to see objectively yes and that's one of the things you and i did is we stepped back we stepped back in our relationship and we just was just as you say the word you use is cerebral oh yes uh, so just more thinking m- more thinking of this process mm-hmm. and walking through it without going through the emotion and swept off your feet and all. And sure enough, I did show up with roses or, you know, flowers on my, on our, on our first date. Yes. I wanted to do the right thing in case you were the person I spent the rest of my life with from the start. Yeah. And in that way, I also wasn't inappropriate. I didn't try to go too far with you physically. I wasn't manipulative. Yeah. I wasn't trying to put on a front and pretend I was somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things I've learned over the years, I was pursuing you in a way that you would also see who I am. In that time, I had both my grandmother and my grandfather pass away. So yes. you got to see my family in a pretty intimate way. Mm-hmm. But the the thing that we did is we pursued each other in a less emotional way. I mean, I was very reserved. And the yeah, I remember first few dates, you weren't even sure if I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the funny thing was, is you were, I'm used to, uh, things going well for me women fawning yeah <laughs> well oh, as a, so uh, well it's either you'd like me or you don't like me and, and i find myself as a christian man who's not the worst looking guy in the world yeah. i wouldn't say i'm the best looking or even top one or five percent there we go but i would say probably within the top 15 percent of good looking guys relatively like i'm, I'm healthy yeah. fits i take care of myself uh i'm not I don't have like a, you know, half my face doesn't droop over to the side, but, but the, uh, no offense to those people who have droopy faces, <laughs> but the, uh, the, rea- the reality is I, I did, uh, uh, grow accustomed to having, uh, women decide, okay, I want to be with this guy mm-hmm. and not requiring much work. And either a woman wouldn't be open or she, you know, the, the large threshold of, of women would fall head over heels in love with me within a certain amount of time. And so when you were more reserved, I thought, oh boy, at, at a certain point, I thought maybe I should, maybe I should call this off. I'm not sure she mm-hmm. likes me 
as well. And that's where we were with mm-hmm. so much reserve. And then you, then you remember what happened. We were in the parking lot in, <laughs> in Dearborn outside of uh, the great, the great commoner. And yeah. you remember what happened? I kissed you. <laughs> no, threw me off. <laughs> threw me off. I was like, what? Well, I was starting to like it. I'm no like, emotion. well, if he's not a good kid. No cues. This, <laughs> I honestly was thinking, if he's not a good kisser, then you know what? Then I'm, and then I'm done. That's not <laughs> Hollywood not at be. all. No, it's not Hollywood. <laughs> well, I've had dates where it, yeah. it was not good kissing. And I was thinking, yeah, no, we're not. I'm not going forward. So it. Mm that part let's be realistic you kind of have to be a little bit compatible there the date as after well. that you remember what i did you I, kissed I, me really no, well i was gonna oh yes i was gonna <laughs> say i showed up with a an empty pie pan and said if she doesn't make a good pie no i'm just kidding i was gonna say <laughs> i did not do that uh no but i'm just thinking of like stereotypical things of which a woman and a man can think uh mm. to say oh well, if she's a good cook well if he's a good kisser well if she you know etc well, et am i a good cook oh amazing there you go yeah. So I fit that stereotype. My spicy lady. <laughs> but the the two scriptures that we were actually looking at, uh, podcast yes. number two, two scriptures, both for the one and against the one. The two scriptures that I specifically had that I thought of when I was pursuing you, and this mm-hmm. is what I encourage other people to look at, are Genesis 2.18. The Lord said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable to him suitable for him okay so very simple very Mm -hmm. uh, you know and and people want to say oh the patriarchy oh you know feminism uh you're trying to you know take control of women the reality is there is a certain dynamic that man and 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 woman have uh from the beginning of creation and there is a helpfulness of a woman to make a man better and a man as well serving his wife so there's a lot of scriptures that we could get into regarding marriage and the truth is if if a woman can make or break a man. She could lift him up or yeah. she can completely destroy him. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. And that's, it's biblical, but it's, and it says in Proverbs many different times, it's rather to be alone than to be with an, a nagging woman. And I'm yeah. paraphrasing right now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a woman can lift up a man and encourage him and he can grow um, with her support as being a helper or she can completely tear him down and demasculate him demasculate him yeah yeah and that happens even in the church yeah well i think often about that idea as well of respect and love like for a woman to respect her husband and how men do uh you know our to be respect to be honored is an amazing thing as a man mm-hmm. and for a woman i'm not a woman and uh thank the lord for that. <laughs> god did create man and woman uh <laughs> and the reality is the other side is to love uh, as a Honor, husband, yeah. to love his wife and mm-hmm. to cherish his wife. And mm-hmm. I think about that often. And, I, and there's other scriptures we can get to about yeah. serving, serving a wife like Christ served the church. But the other scripture that we wanted to speak on today regarding pursuing each other was this verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, sorry, chapter 9, verse 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 5. And it says, Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us, as do other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? So there was a very, very simplified, dumbed-down, if you will, version to me of pursuing someone that separated itself from emotion. And I realized that my whole life I had this you know, desire to, quote-unquote, 
sweep someone off their feet, to have the butterflies in my stomach, uh, to have this experience. Well, there's also the list. The list, yeah. yeah. Everybody, Everyone even in the church. Yeah. And this is where I think us as this podcast together, we have a great opportunity is because I've told many people, I think it's even worse in the church because then you have, are they a Christian? How much of a Christian are they? Uh, do they witness on the streets? Are they too passionate for Jesus in, a, in a, a confrontational way? Are they baptized in the Holy Spirit? What's their theology? Are they predestination? And you can go through this whole list of of. And then you go down to the even more, the, the physical. Yeah. Are they hot? <laughs> uh, how are yeah. their parents' background? What is their family background? True. What is their ethnic background? Ethnic background. There's yeah. so many different things that, you know, yeah. it goes down to. And how so, physically fit are they? Do yeah. They, uh, well, th- that's and a this, huge thing right now. Yeah. It is because For sure. uh, we see, and, and again, another topic, we see the temptation of seeing Instagram. Yeah. You are seeing ripped guys and very fit women. Yeah easy access and yeah. then you kind of compare yourself to the, the sensuality these people, and then you compare your spouse mm-hmm. with those people and that can be a very uh difficult situation yeah very negative very painful yeah yeah but for us the two scriptures that i had guiding me that helped me in pursuing you were these two and they just very simple very basic to say okay this is a godly woman all right, I can see she is. And in the same way that I try to present myself, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not fake. I'm not artificial. I'm not uh, hiding something. I was very open about my past, about yep. the person I am, the person who I want to be, the person, what my goals are, but also where I am now and how I'm fulfilling some of those goals currently. And looking at being together and what that would look like and not over spiritualizing it over emphasizing it or idolizing it mm-hmm. and saying hey we don't want to be alone for the rest of our lives yes. you're a godly woman i'm a godly man you have a family that shows that you are who you are i have a family that shows i am who i am neither of us are hiding massive things from each other we're both legitimate mm-hmm. matches yeah let's let's pursue each other let's make this happen yes it was it's very much the mindset of all right is this person do they love god and serve god yeah. for a woman it's it's scary mm-hmm. to be in a and even for a man it's scary to be in, in a marriage with someone who does not fear god mm-hmm. especially in the world that we're in because you don't you're in an intimate situation you're falling asleep next to this person true. god forbid this that is they, my greatest fear they do something. I mean, my greatest fear was sleeping next to someone in the same bed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I'd, I'm always scared. Like I have to hold still and I just want to cocoon myself and be by myself because that's how I, I'm used to yeah. sleeping my whole life. And the thought that you're laying next to someone holding them and you're like, can't move and you're stuck there and you're just trying to control your breathing and not make anything, any kind of movement that would wake them up. You can yeah. see what I'm thinking about. But the other thing that I was afraid is that like, I'd wake up with a knife in my chest or not wake up because I'm dead or be poisoned Mm -hmm. or have my toothbrush uh, scrubbed with the toilet or something like just nasty, nasty things. But there are those potentials for just conniving, evil, mean spirited uh, people. Yeah. What's what's even the word that's used for maleficent? I think mm-hmm. it's maleficence. Mm-hmm. So there's that there's that like evil kind of spirit. Then there's like that Jezebel spirit. There's like a deceptor. And there's all these things that go into concerns. And you want to see, okay, is this person that type of person? 
do they have and yeah. i imagine every person in some way has that in them but are is this person someone who would do that if that makes and, well, sense well not only that so again it's the idea of does this person sir fear god mm-hmm. one are they pursuing god because when you do that when you pursue god when you are you genuinely have the fear of god upon you you the holy spirit corrects you mm-hmm. and you're able to to change and to mold into to have a softer spirit because that's the Holy spirit that's working within you. And that's why I was saying, you know, the fact that you have the fear of God was a huge thing. Yeah. Um, another thing was I wanted to see how we would argue. I thought you were going to say how well I'd kiss. Well, that was number two. (laughs) And you know, I checked that. How well we'd That was good. I like like that. I I wanted to see because will you call me names? Mm. I've, I've seen a lot of that. I do not, I do not accept name calling. I don't name call and I will not accept that. I think that's such a degrading thing yes, to do. And yeah. um, I remember when I was in Romania, I've learned that is you, you, they put so much weight. Eastern Europeans put a lot of weight in words. Mm. And I remember I, I called someone a jerk mm-hmm. and they translated on Google translate. And it was a way different word than what mm. I would have translated it to be. Sure. And it was so severe. Mm-hmm. That I said, I'm not, if I'm angry, I'm not going to throw any, any words anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to stay quiet because I do not want to be misunderstood. I mm-hmm. don't want to hurt someone in that way. Yeah. And so I just, to that point, I, I know other couples when they're angry or even saying shut up, I don't, I do not like shut up. Yeah. Or even in Romanian, touch, touch and go to, it just, I feel like it's just water, like ice water thrown at you. It's. Mm really harsh and yeah. so we never say shut up to each other no we don't do that. And i think i was pretty intentional as well yeah. because i did study philosophy and history and communication mm-hmm. in college and one of the things i i've learned is how to properly communicate and to communicate your thoughts mm-hmm. rather than attacking someone that does not help you it helps you win an argument if your goal is to defeat your opponent but the idea of marriage is that we are together yes. being one. We're pursuing a goal together. If I'm attacking you, there's, what does the Bible say? Christ says, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. Yeah. The two, and obviously before marriage, you can get an argument before you're one. Mm-hmm. But the idea is you are preparing to see how well, like, like you said, how well we would argue together, yeah. how we'd handle situations. And I do remember there were a few things that came up. And there While were we were dating, things, but, you know, we and did one of the things we did, actually the, the thing we did was we pursued the Lord yeah. and sought, uh, we sought direction and vision and an answer. Yeah. And we both came to a compromise yes. in, in both situations that we had mm-hmm. where we were able to let go of the goals and the, you know, the standards we built, the ambitions we, we built for each other. And we came to a, uh, a good compromise, a healthy compromise. And that's one of the things that's helped me accomplish a lot of things in my life mm-hmm. is coming to compromises. And it's a hard thing to do, yeah. but it's one of the things that will help you achieve goals and also realize that the goals aren't themselves the objective all of the time. And sometimes uniting with a person, you find a new goal and it sets you from this vision, this goal, over to this vision and this goal, which might be a little different than what you had before, but that's what happens when you compromise. And then the two people are together Mm -hmm. rather than aiming two separate ways. You're then coming together and going for something. So I think that's, that's a good wrap for this podcast. We got into some really good content. So yeah, God bless you all. Yeah. Uh, God bless. 
That brings us to the end of this episode. If you like it, you should put a ring on it or a thumbs up, review, pound sterling. You get the deal. Follow us on your favorite streaming platforms and Instagram at The Cashmere Couple. La Revedere. La Revedere.